everyone welcome to the beauty school bobby podcast brought to you by tennessee school of beauty um today we're actually here with marissa from sarasota florida um welcome to the show marissa thank you for having me i'm so excited so this is the first skype interview we've done so unfortunately we're not actually physically together but we're testing the whole skype scene so we're going to see how how this goes um so (laughs) we always start off the show by asking a little bit of an icebreaker question. So what is the last show that you binge watched? Oh my gosh. I'm totally binge watching Daredevil as we speak. It's paused right now. So So if all of a sudden in the middle of this, we just hear you, like we hear Daredevil in the background, we'll know that you're continuing. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Love that. Okay. So, um, I want to just start by getting some information about you. So how did you get started in the beauty industry? Um, and what's your beauty school story? So I always loved hair and makeup and started as a young, at a young age, um, always played with my friend's hair, um, in college was always doing, um, hair and makeup for special events that were going on. And in the career that I had before, I started doing a lot of weddings and um, hair and makeup for local artists for music videos and photo shoots. So, which led me to call my parents one day and say, I'm really glad I got my college degree, but I need to follow my passion and hair is where I need to be. And my parents were 100% supportive, and they were like, we wonder why it took you so long. <laughs> so really? We totally were like, I was like, oh, you mean I could have done this earlier? And they're like, you could have done whatever you wanted, and we would have supported you. So seriously, having the support of my parents and my family and friends was huge. So, which then led me to Sarasota, Florida. And to be honest, I wanted to go to the Aveda Institute, which is in St. Pete, but unfortunately I just couldn't afford it. I had student loans from college and I ended up going to, uh, Sarasota County Technical Institute and it was awesome. I had amazing teachers who, um, were there to support and help in any way they could. So that's how I ended up in Sarasota at Sarasota County Technical Institute. (laughs) That's awesome. Okay. And how many years has it been since you've been in beauty school? Will it will be, let's see, March 9th, 2007. So that'll be 12 years in March. Wow. Yeah. That's great. Does it feel like yesterday that you graduated? (laughs) I'm like, I can't believe it's been almost 12 years. Oh, I love that. Yes. Well, I want to go back to something that you said, because it's something that I've actually just recently did a blog post about and something I've talked about previously on the podcast, but your parents being supportive and being like, this is what you should have done the whole time is kind of rare and not really the response that we usually get. We have so many students that come in and they're like, my parents made me try the free two years because we have free, um, 
um, free college for the first two years here in Tennessee. And so a lot of times we hear people being kind of forced into that. Um, So your parents being so supportive of you is crazy. So do you think that they just always knew that you were going to end up in hair? I don't know if they knew I would end up in hair. I think they always saw me in some type of creative position. Um, My brother's a chef. Now my sister is more on the corporate side, but she's phenomenal at it. So, you know, with working, I worked in the music industry and I was not in a creative job and they could see that I wasn't happy and they just were like, follow your heart and do whatever you need to do to make yourself happy. And it was scary, like saying it, even at, I was 27 and I was like, oh my goodness, I'm going to start a hundred percent over. And I know five people in this town and I'm like, and, and one other thing too, with all that is I have always gotten every job that I applied for and to make sure that hair school was exactly where I was supposed to go in Florida. I went on nine job interviews in the music industry and I didn't get a single one. So I really felt like this was the right decision that I was following my heart and it, it it was so important that, that my parents were on board. So, and, you know, I work with a lot of girls that parents, you know, felt they weren't supportive, but now they see how well they're doing and that they love what they're doing. Now they're coming around. So sometimes it takes a bit. Yeah. And that's so awesome. Your story of going on nine interviews, like that's incredible. I mean, you were really like, okay, if there, if I'm not supposed to make it, if I'm not supposed to do this, like give me a sign and then it happened. It was a huge sign in my face. (laughs) That is amazing. I really, really love that. Well, I'm glad that you ended up in this industry. Um, Sad that you left Nashville though, because we could have been like Tennessee besties, but... Totally true. It'd be fun. Well, let me go back to that for a second. So I stalked you on Instagram. Um, I think the day that Zane and I, we talked, we have a mutual friend, um, Zane Haggy. So um, the day that he was talking to me that we had a meeting about this podcast, because he's helping me a lot with it. Um, he was like, you have to talk to this girl. Um, I've got to get you connected with this girl. So I immediately followed you on Instagram that second. He said you texted him and you were like, she just Instagrammed me. Um, so I've been stalking you since then. Um, your Instagram is so fun. It looks like you're always doing something different in the beauty industry. Um, and I, we will plug your social media at the end of this so that everyone can follow you too. Um, but what is a normal day in the salon for you like? Busy. Very busy. Um, it's a combination of things. It's haircutting, it's coloring, highlighting, up styles. I do a lot of um, weddings, special events, galas, that kind of thing. Um, I also do a thing called a stress relieving treatment, and it's a head, neck, and shoulder massage with um, our essential oils. So it's busy. And then I also um, help mentor our apprentices and Um, we really work as a team to help each other. If we're in a bind or have questions, it's, it's a lot of teamwork. Um, and that's, that's, it's just busy and I love it. And I, oh, I I thrive. I thrive on that. I like having people in my chair. So it's good. So tell me about you mentoring. Is that a highlight of a day for you? Or is that kind of something that you, you know, would rather be with clients? How do you balance that? 
It's kind of both. You know, I, when I started out, um, this girl, her name is Amy Gladue, and I was her apprentice, and she showed me so much. She was very, <laughs> she was very talented, but hard. Like, it, you wanted to bring your A game every single day. And it was amazing to work under her because it took my love and creative creativity and what I wanted to do, and she helped mold that. So that inspired me to want to help grow new stylists because I think it can be kind of scary sometimes because it's it's hard. You really have to go out there and bust your butt and you have to be willing to put in the hard work. And it's it's about social media. It's about doing amazing work every time that somebody sits in your chair and treating each guest, a new client or one that you've had for 10 years, as it's their first time in there. Don't take them for granted because they will love you and they will appreciate you. And then they will send your their friends and their family to you. And that's how, you know, I really built my clientele and it, I mean, it's tough, but if you love what you do and you're willing to put the hard work in it, it will pay off, but it's about being genuine and authentic in who you are as a person and how you show that to you, not just your guests, but to your coworkers, to your bosses, to industry people around you. It is so important to network and just be kind and treat people with respect. Yeah, so that's, that's one thing that's like hard to teach in beauty school, but it's something that we cover a lot that like you're going to get your education here and you're going to get your 1500 hours or whatever the requirement is that in the state that you're in um, to become licensed, but teaching you to be friendly and outgoing and a kind person, that's something that you have to come in with. So that's, what's going to allow you to make it or break it. And I think we always tell our students, that's what separates our $20,000 a year graduates from your $100,000 a year, you know, graduates is it's that energy that I think is so important to get back. So I love that you're doing that. I think that that's, you've, you're a great mentor for sure. I think too, it's, it's all about continuing your education. You know, it's getting what you learned in hair school, passing your test, and then getting into a salon that has a great apprenticeship program yes. and being willing to listen to your instructors. It's like a master's program for hair because they're setting you up for success. They set me up for success. And then I took that and have gone above and beyond because I want to continue to be the best person and the best, you know, professional in my field. And I want to continue growing even after 12 years, 20 years, 30 years, however long that I get the ability to do what I love to do. So it's, I think sometimes we live in a world now, it's all about instant gratification and I want this now, but you have to look back and be like, well, I put in the hard work and I'm willing to stick it out and it, and it will repay you over and over again. So yeah. And important. I think we try to explain it in a way that's like, this is, you know, think of this as a four year degree, yes. think of this as a four year education. You're not going to get out of beauty school and make 
you know, what out right out the (laughs) gate, make a ton of money. And unfortunately that's just not what's going to happen. So take it as like that extra education is so important. And when we have guest speakers that will come into the school that are salon owners or stylists, that's the one thing that I always tell them. I'm like, please talk about this. Please talk about this because exactly like you said, this instant gratification, this, I want it now and I want to be the most successful. And you see those people that you're following on Instagram and maybe you follow them like all through hair school. Um, and you're like, that's where I want to be. Well, it's going to take a minute to get there. Yes, it is. And I mean, I'm fortunate, like being a part of different organizations to help further your career about, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Oh, why did I just forget? Networking. It's, it's about networking and coming into contact and it's surrounding yourself with people. Like you just said, these amazing stylists who have built their career, go shadow them. They, you can call them and go spend a week or a couple of days in their salon and see how they run things and see if that's something that will work for you or not. It is just about the willingness to elevate you personally and professionally. So that's that's a big thing that I talk to our apprentices about. Yeah, and one of the things too that I was just thinking like while you were talking is I think a lot of people when they get out of beauty school also is that they're scared that they're picking like their forever salon. And I yeah. think that it's okay to say, you know what, I went into this place and maybe they promised this education and I'm not getting it and to get out of that situation. Um, I think that you owe yourself that if you're talking about your career and the rest of your life, what you're going to be doing, that it doesn't necessarily have to be forever. So I want to ask you, are you in the same place that you've been since beauty school or have you switched or? I'm in the same place. I, I, they have been amazing in helping me, you know, to get me started and then, I've really put in the work in the willingness to go above and beyond to try it with photo shoots, with fashion shows, um, working New York fashion week. It's any salon that you go to, you can't just sit back and expect them to do everything for you. You have to ask, you have to show the drive that this is what you want. And when they see that, then there's more opportunities that can come. And then that can lead to who knows what. I mean, the sky's the limit if you're willing to put the work into it. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that. Okay, so you worked New York Fashion Week? Like, I kind of need to rewind to that. I do. Oh, my gosh. It's it's so much fun. Um, I were in a Veda salon, so we're exclusive with the Veda. And they have a program that you take their class and then you are able to work New York Fashion Week. Best decision I ever did. And it is the friendships and the mentors I have gained from this is huge. And it's friends all over the United States. And we still keep in contact. So with that, you have to pick hair or makeup. And I chose makeup. So one of my other mentors is Janelle Giesen, which she's the uh, um, global global director of makeup with Aveda. Wow. And, she's and I will tell you, I was scared. I was nervous <laughs> to the class. I was like, what if I'm not good enough? What if I just, I suck? Or what if people are mean? Like I, I'm, I was, I got scared because yeah. I'm, I'm pretty nice. 
And um, the first thing she said in the class is, you have a bad attitude and you're not a nice person, then you don't need to be a part of this team. And I was like, oh, thank God I'm in the right place. I really wish that we could go into every setting like that. Like, I want to go into every place that I ever am and have that exact conversation. Like, if you're not nice, like, get out. Just get out. We don't need to. Because with New York Fashion Week, it's intense. You have a you have a team of hair, team of makeup, team of nails, clothing, designers, dressers. You're in a small, like little bitty area, and you have three hours for everything to get done to help present for these designers who have the most beautiful clothes. It is all about teamwork. And if you are not willing to be part of the team and you want to be a diva, get out. It's not worth it because you need these people to have your back and you need to have their back. And it, it was smooth. Even when it was super intense, it was so rewarding and it was so much fun. And like every season I want to be there. So it's just any opportunity that I can get. And one day, I mean, you just, you don't know, you, you don't know with, these things, the connections that you make, and I know I keep coming back to that, but it can help you take it to the next level. And seriously, the friendships, they're wonderful. And you get to see them create and comment on their their things and support their dreams as well. I mean, it's it's amazing. It's so much fun. I love that. And I just like can see you getting so I wish that everyone else could see how like you like lit up talking about New York Fashion Week. I love that. Well, one of the questions that I had for you was after stalking your Instagram, I was going to ask you, is your preference hair or makeup? But did you kind of answer that with the fashion week thing? Like you love makeup. I do. I love makeup. I love that even with hair, but we'll start with makeup. Um, your skin's the canvas. You get to create whatever. If you don't like it, you wipe it off and you can start all over again. So there's really no mistakes. And sometimes when you think that's a mistake, it can become a work of art. So it's just so much fun to play with, faces and it's fun to when I'm doing like a wedding the one thing that I do say I know I keep going back and forth but to my brides I say to them this is not about me this is about you this is your special day and I'm here to help you so if there is anything that you do not like speak up tell me I can wipe it off it's a bobby pin it can come down I want you to feel as comfortable as possible. And it's about making the people in your chair feel comfortable and trust you and know that you know what you're talking about. So that's yeah. huge for me. Are you self-taught makeup or did you take classes? I started out, okay, so I played sports in high school. And um, so, well, nobody else can see me, but I was <laughs> I didn't, I didn't wear makeup. I always was fascinated by it, but it wasn't until I went to college and kind of was finding myself new look, um, not kind of reinventing myself. Like this is a new area. Let's, let's try it out. I used to go into Mac anytime they had a new collection come out and have them do my makeup and I would pay attention and then I would buy it all because I was obsessed. <laughs> I would save up money to buy the collection, and then I would go home and follow what they did on my face. Then I would take all of my friends, um, all different races, all different eyes, face shapes, everything, and practice. 
So that's what I tell um, anybody who's like gets nervous about doing different eye shapes for, you know, eyeshadows. Take your friends and just practice. It's practice, 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 practice until you get it right, you know, and then you'll you'll just you'll learn something new. So that's that's where the makeup obsession started. So that's awesome. And everybody <laughs> always wants their makeup done. I feel like there's always, I mean, everybody wants that perfect Instagram picture, that perfect Facebook. So now it's even easier, I feel like, to get models. It's so it easy is. to get practice. And I, I think, too, it's all about being honest and realistic, too. You know, each, like I said earlier, the, each face shape is different. So, you know, everyone's like, well, I want to look like Kim Kardashian. Well, we, we don't all look like Kim Kardashian. Unfortunately, yes. So it's about... When with contouring and placement, it's all about the placement that's going to work for their face. So it's not about taking somebody's else, somebody else's face and putting it on them. It's really looking at your canvas and what you can do to get those looks. And there's so many different ways to do it. So it's, it's about being, you know, honest with the person and be like, okay, or yeah, no, that I <laughs> I can't do that, you know, so it's- and learning how to say those things. I mean, that's important with hair too, is learning how to say like, okay, this might not look great on you or this isn't exactly how it's going to look on your face as you know, it does on this picture that you're showing me. It's all about consultation. Take the time to have a consultation. Take the time to actually listen to what they're saying. And if that means you need to write down what they're saying, you can look back, taking photos and looking at with hair color, you know, my version of red might be different than somebody else's. So when they're looking at a picture of a redhead, I'll put my hand up and be like, okay, do you like this section? Do you like this section? Because there's darker shades and lighter shades. So it's really about dissecting it all so that you have a clear idea of what your client really wants. And also having the courage to say, this, this could take eight hours, or this could take a couple times to get there. Are you willing to do that with me? You know, being upfront, being honest, key, being honest about price, pricing, don't gouge your guest, but be like, break it down. They will respect you more if you do that. Yeah, absolutely. Those are all really important things, and you actually hit on so much that I want to share with students that are in beauty school, because don't you think that you wish that, like, this is something that somebody would have at least told you, because it's not always covered, and as much as we try to give our students as much information as we can, um, it's not always easy to do that, or you might miss the day that we did mock interviews, or, you know, whatever it is, so I think it's important to talk about you know, what it is that you really need to know to be successful um, in the industry. So what is something that frustrates you about the beauty industry or like a challenge that you face um, or something that you're kind of like working on overcoming at this point? Oh, man. Think about that. A challenge? You know, um, well, when it comes to hair, filters. Filters on Instagram, on Pinterest, being realistic. So these guests come in and they're like, I want this and I want it now. And it's like, okay, that's a filter. That's not true. Or, you know, you, your level, your black, you have black hair and you want to have platinum blonde hair, you know, like that's, that's not realistic. So that's, that's hard. That part is, can be really difficult 
Um, <laughs> so as much as I love social media, it can also be a hindrance sometimes, but it's, it's learning to be truthful and tell people that as well. So yeah, I guess but I that's, think that's why people end up coming back to Silas though is like, um, so I talked about this on an earlier podcast, but I'm not licensed. I didn't go to beauty school. Um, I've picked up things just from being around it. Um, but right. you, you know, for you to explain something to me about hair color, like I, the person that I go to, I literally will be like, just do whatever. Like I trust you and I trust yeah. what you're telling me because you're the professional. Now, not every client is obviously going to be like that. I'm sure you have a lot of clients that feel like they know a lot more than you and they've never gone to cosmetology school but being able to talk about that and like having a professional conversation with your client I think is important absolutely and like it's it's also terminology like stylists have we have a language and we'll be talking about tones or levels well most clients don't know what that is so it's remembering that you're not talking to a trained professional in your field. You're talking to somebody who does trust you, or maybe this is their first time with you. So it's making sure that you're explaining it in terminology that they understand. That's, that's very important. That's where for me, pictures, even clients who have been with me for 10 years, I love when they show me pictures when they want to change. I'm like, okay, let's do it. Or <laughs> this version I my friends will tell you I want to cut everyone's hair off I'm like all right well let's I think you need a short hair let's do pixie they're like no slow slow your roll I'm like okay sorry (laughs) I love that um okay so what is one thing that you think um really propelled your career really like you know made you take off my drive my passion for hair and makeup my passion for people to make them, well, not make them, but show them that they are beautiful. You know, these women sit in my chair and they're like pulling at their face or their neck, or they're like, if I was 20 years younger, if I was that. And it's, it's taking the time to listen and really see them for who they are and help show them that they're beautiful inside and out. And when you finish and they're looking at themselves in that mirror and you know that they're loving it, they will walk that walk and they will just feel beautiful. So that is huge for me. Um, you know, just taking as many classes, going to as many events as I can, just trying to, I, I still want to elevate myself. Like I still have things I need to work on and want to keep creating and come up with the next best thing, you know, something creative or whatever. I just, I, I can't stop because this is my passion. This is what I love. And I love when I see new stylists in school or coming into the salon and they have that drive and I'm like, don't, don't lose it. Don't, ever lose it so that's those are things that are important to me okay so it's official I'm gonna make every student at the school listen to this every single day and we're just gonna play that on repeat (laughs) it's huge and I will I'm gonna share this with you I I heard this um um conversation and it's about being like kindness and it's weird because you wouldn't you think you're just doing hair but you're not just doing hair you're also kind of a therapist and listening. And there are sometimes when there are these clients that are difficult and you're like, can you, can you just 
you just go like in your head, but through the years, my viewpoints change. I, I would see that sometimes you might be the only person that they talk to. We don't know if they're, they live by themselves or something happened. Like there's, there, it's all about connection. People want to connect. And I, um, I kind of look at this as my motto. Um, I said, every day is a new day. You have two ways of looking at it. I choose to be in the moment, to be kind even when there are days it's hard, to try and make a difference to the people I know and the ones I don't, to smile because you are not fully dressed without it, to have compassion, to treat people the way I would want to be treated, to laugh as much as I can, to hug or or a simple gesture to let people know that I really see them, to treat each moment as a gift, this is why I do what I do, not because I have to, because I desire to show people there is kindness in this world. So those are, you know, it's important. It's not just about the hair, the makeup. It's about connection. And sometimes those people help you out when you don't even realize that you need it too. So it's it's important to to understand that and it's not just about another dollar, you know, it's, it's, it's a combination of so much. So, and I think that that's something that's easily, it's really easy to get caught up in that, to be in a salon where you have all these benchmarks and where you have these like add-ons and da da da, like all of those things. It's important to still remember and to remind yourself that even though those things are important to succeed, to climb up the ladder, to do all of that, um, you have to remember why you're doing this and what it is that's keeping you going. Because at the end of the day, like if you're not coming home fulfilled or if you're not helping or making a difference, then what is the point of what you're doing? Exactly. And that's another thing too, is young stylists or even stylists who've been in a long time, we're always saying we're not a salesperson. We're not, I'm not into sales, but we are. We're always recommending a restaurant or a movie or a bar or whatever. When it comes to products that you sell, try them out, get them, work them because it's not selling them. It's, it is like providing a service. You love the way your hair looks when you leave this place. This is why. Not just because of my, my amazing haircut I gave you, but the products that go with it, you know. And then it takes the scariness out. It is, once again, you're providing another service. So it's like, take the sales part out, and then it's easier to to meet your benchmarks. Yeah, Those are huge. Definitely. You know? Um, so what's next for you? What is an, a goal that you have or what are you what do you have in the works? Man, you know, I love I love being behind the chair, but I love working fashion. I love working on photo shoots. I I love it. I love the hustle and bustle of, of it all. So that's um, what I'm working towards. I want to um, do Naha. That is one of my goals and I'm working towards it and I'm going to do it. It's, it's easy to be like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. No, I'm, I'm really going to do it and about getting a team together and doing it. So that's for me, that's the next step and just continue following my dream of 
it all. <laughs> awesome. Well, we will catch up with you for sure after that. Because if anyone's going to do it, like I've known you 30 seconds and I feel like <laughs> I can see it on you. Like I hate that we're like as much as I don't want what I look like right now to be out there. Like I really hate that we're not sharing this because you are just glowing and I love it. Um, okay. So at the end of every episode, um, we play Would You Rather? Ooh. And I forgot to prep you for this, but we do. Play. It's okay. It's okay. We play Would You Rather? And the questions are just silly and fun. So um, I have some questions so for nervous. you. <laughs> we have to remember that I'm a mom and this is all recorded. So I try not to get like too crazy about it. Okay. Okay. So would you rather live alone in the wilderness far from civilization for a year or have to live on the streets as a homeless person? Oh, Ooh. Oh, that is hard. You gave me a hard one. It's not hard for me because I am, I can't be alone. Like for 30 seconds, I can't be alone. Like I will make a friend wherever I'm at because I can't be alone. So I would just have to live on the streets and I would like make my friends. I would be good to go. I couldn't be alone. Um, yeah, I honestly, I'm, I'm like you too. Like I kept going back and forth. I'm like, I could really do some good on my own. And I'm like, no, I'm, I, oh, I like being around people too. So I would pick homeless yes. because we'd have new friends every day. <laughs> well, and I really like the idea of being like in the wilderness. I just can't be alone. Like there's just no way I would be able to survive. People. Yes. <laughs> okay. So second question, would you rather be completely invisible for one day or be able to fly? Ooh, fly. Fly? Yeah. <laughs> Totally. I think it would be so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> Flying is like what everyone, I feel like um, we do these questions during our orientations at the school. Like we always ask, like if you could have one superpower, what would it be? And it's always, almost always teleportation. Like everyone's like, I want to get there. I want to get there right now. <laughs> ah, I can see it. Flying would be fun. We'd be like the birds. <laughs> it would be the best. Um, okay. This one's, this one's fun. <laughs> would you rather give up bathing for one month or give up the internet for a month? And I know you're binge watching Daredevil right now, so I feel like you I won't know. be able to cut that off. Oh man, I think internet. Yeah, I know because I I don't like being stinky. Yeah, and I would. Oh, I would. My, especially my feet would smell horrible. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good. So we're okay. Good. So we're we're gonna stick with bathing. That's positive. Okay. Especially in this industry. Yeah. Hi. How can I help you with my armpit? Oh, my gosh. I love that. So, and then the last thing that we usually do is um, what is one piece of advice that you would give to someone that's wanting to go to beauty school or that's in beauty school currently? Listen to your instructors. Be encouraged and give 100%. Go above and beyond and... Do what they ask you because it's it will help you in the long run. Yay. Well, thank you so much. Where can we follow you? Because I bragged on your Instagram and stuff, so we need to figure out, let the listeners know where to follow you at. Um, on Instagram, I'm styled.by.marissa, and it's M-A-R-I-S-S-A. 
Awesome. And we'll put you up in our story as well so that everyone will be able to follow you. Um, thank you so much for being with us. And thank you to our sponsors, Tennessee School of Beauty. You can visit them at tennesseeschoolofbeauty.com. Follow them at Tennessee School of Beauty on Instagram and Facebook. Um, don't forget to follow me. It's at Beauty School Bobby. And visit our website. It's www.beautyschoolbobby.com where you can find all of our podcasts. Listen to this one on repeat because Marissa killed it. Aw, thank you. <laughs> and thank Aww. you so much. So until next time, thanks, Absolutely. guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.